What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Sorry to interrupt today's episode, but I'm excited to announce that this week's sponsor is Peanut, an app that helps you meet like-minded women who are trying to conceive. With Life After Miscarriage, I think we all know how important it is to find your tribe. Women who have been through it, women who just get it. As a matter of fact, that's probably why we are all listening to this podcast right now. Peanut is here to introduce you to women nearby who are at a similar stage in their journey. Peanut provides access to a community of women who are there to listen, share information, and offer valuable advice. Whether it's understanding IVF, PCOS, or miscarriage, Peanut is a place to connect with women who understand. Download the app for free today. Head to peanut.app.link slash life after miscarriage or find it on your app store. Now let's get back to today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Carly Henderson on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Carly, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you like with your story. Okay. Thank you, Shelly, for having me. Your podcast has helped me so much. Um, I met my now fiance, Nate, in April 2018. And on August 9th, 2019, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. I was in shock. Nate was in Minnesota at the time. So the next morning I decided to get another test to make sure. And then I took another test and it was positive. Um, I called Nate and he was in Minnesota hanging out with his family. And I told him and he was happy, but in complete shock. Um, We decided to wait and not tell any family until he got home. And then on that Monday, I decided to go to my primary care physician and get any confirmation or blood work. But since I was in the beginning of a new job waiting for my insurance to kick in, she told me there was no need for that since um, I should just wait until my insurance was active to go to my OB. So we decided not to get any blood work done. And she said, since I took three tests, yes, I was pregnant. And then When Nate got home from Minnesota, we decided it was best to tell our parents. So we told our parents and they were excited. And then on September, we went to the OB for confirmation and then they scheduled me for an ultrasound. And that was going to be on September 9th of 2019. And on that, before that, on the weekend, I was lightly spotting, but I don't even know how I saw the spotting because it was so lightly, but I didn't really think of anything of it. And I know online, sometimes it can say that it's normal. So I didn't think too much into it. And then on September 9th, Nate and my mom went with me to go get the ultrasound. And the tech couldn't find anything on the ultrasound. So she decided to do a vaginal ultrasound. And she told me I was six weeks and four days. And she asked me when my next appointment was going to be with my doctor. And I don't know, it gave me this like gut feeling that something wasn't really right. And so we left and that night me and Nate had dinner plans with my grandparents. So we're going to tell them that I was pregnant. 
And then I had an ultrasound, so I was going to show them that. And we made them a onesie. And then when I got home, I was bleeding a little bit more than I was on the weekend. And so I called the OB office and they said it could be normal from the ultrasound. I mean, it doesn't happen too much, but just to watch it. And so I decided to just keep going on with the day, just keep checking to make sure I wasn't bleeding anymore. So we went to dinner and we told my grandparents and they were really excited for us. And then we went home and I noticed I was bleeding a little bit more than I was when I left for dinner. So then I called the on-call doctor since the OB was closed and they said, um, if I was bleeding through pads, then I needed to go to the emergency room, which I wasn't. So then we went to bed and during the night I woke up with like really bad cramping. And so I went to the bathroom. I was lightly bleeding, but not too much again. And so I went back to bed and I just kept tossing and turning because the cramping just got more and more intense as the night was going on. So I texted my mom and she told me just to keep making sure I wasn't bleeding heavily and if I was, I needed to go to the ER. So I couldn't really sleep just because I was tossing and turning, couldn't get comfortable. And then around 2 a.m. I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I was bleeding a lot. And so I woke Nate up and we decided to take me to the hospital. So we went to go to the hospital and then we checked in. I told them, I think I was miscarrying. I mean, I was bleeding a lot at this time. And so they took me back. I was bleeding through my clothes. So they had to give me clothes at the hospital. And I went in the bathroom. They made sure I wasn't clotting. And I said I wasn't clotting. And when I went to the bathroom, I passed my first clot. So I told the nurse I was clotting now. And so I went to the hospital bed they took me to the room and then the doctor came in he was asking my blood type what my hcg levels were and i didn't have that information and so they said they were going to draw my blood do an ultrasound and then go from there and so i just kept bleeding i kept passing clots from there on out and then they took me for my blood they took me back for an ultrasound the ultrasound tech was so nice she couldn't tell me anything or show me the screen. She just kept telling me she was sorry I was going through this. And then we were waiting for the doctor to come in and tell us the results. And the doctor came in. He couldn't confirm that it was a miscarriage just because he didn't have any HCG levels to compare with. So he said he was going to call my OB, talk to her. I was going to need to go into her office in the morning after I was released from the hospital. And so he said on the ultrasound, he saw a lot of clots and he needed to get that out just so it wouldn't cause any infections. And so he did that on me and then I was still passing clots. Um, I felt weak and I was tired because I didn't sleep that night. And he said I didn't lose enough blood for them to have to do any kind of transfusion. So they were going to release me. And right in the morning when my OB opened, I needed to go see her. So we left. Um, I was still bleeding a lot. And then I took like an hour nap when we got home. 
And then I made an appointment for the OB and they saw me right in the morning. So we went back to the OB and I was still cramping very bad where I couldn't get comfortable, still bleeding a lot. Um, so we went to my OB and then she took us back and the doctor came in and said that I had a miscarriage. And I mean, I kind of knew I was having one once I was bleeding so much and, but I still had hope since the hospital, the doctor at the hospital couldn't really give us the diagnosis for the miscarriages because he didn't have any numbers to compare. So we left and she said, I could get my period in probably a month and the bleeding would probably slowly stop over the next few days. So we were really upset and we went back home and the next week I was still bleeding. It got lighter as the days went on. And then we had to go back and I had to do another ultrasound just to make sure everything was cleared out. And they gave me the okay that everything um, passed like it needed to. And then, um, yeah, that's my story and how I went through my miscarriage. And since then, kind of fill us in a little bit on like what's been going on. Um, I'm just taking care of myself right now. We're actually doing therapy to grieve. Since me and Nate grieve differently, we're trying to heal from the miscarriage. And I think that's really helping with my mindset and me like feeling through my emotions. So that's really been helping me is therapy. Awesome. Yes. And so you guys are not currently trying then? No, we're going to wait until we get married. Okay. And then after, yes. Okay. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. I so appreciate yes. it. It's going to help so many women and you'll have to keep us posted on everything. Yes, I will. And how's the wedding stuff going? Like when are you guys getting married? October of this year. How's that going with COVID? It's going good. We're making it really small just because of COVID. Yeah. But it's going good. Oh, good. Yes. And now somebody... Actually, before I do that, I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, grieving has no timeline. Just give yourself some time and to take care of yourself. Um, men grieve too, and it might be differently from us, but we do grieve. Yeah, my, I know my husband and I grieved very differently, which is yes, it's really too. hard on a marriage when yes. that's the case. Uh, very hard. Very, very hard <laughs> on the marriage. I think everybody listening can probably understand that. Yeah. So somebody, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, Instagram. Uh, my handle is Carly R Henderson. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carly. And You're yeah, welcome. keep us keep us posted. And congrats, early congrats on your wedding. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.